My friends, good people, welcome to another episode of the Main Cast Podcast. Coming to you, recorded from Memphis, Tennessee, one of the greatest cities in this contiguous country. I am your host, Professor Christopher, as usual, and I am so glad that you were able to press play on this episode. You know, if you press play on past episodes, I want to thank you for listening to those as well. At this point in time, man, we we got content on top of content on top of content, you know, so there is more than enough content to get you from point A to point B. If you want to listen to up to me uh, while you are commuting from place to place or if you just need noise in the background, you know, I am happy to provide that for you. Maybe I make you think. Maybe I make you think that. Uh, um, well, maybe I influence you to think that you know, I might not be as smart as I think I am. I don't know. Maybe you know. But as long as you feel something, then I think my job here is pretty much done. You know. And of course, I do want to persuade you. If you are a frequent listener, share this with your friends. Share this wherever you can. Hell, if somebody asks about, hey, what's a good podcast to listen to? You know, I would appreciate that suggestion because that would be cool. Uh, you know, in a world of murder podcasts and, and this, that, and everything else, you know, it's kind of tough to get you some grounding. But once you get the grounding, you don't want to let it, don't want to let it go, don't want to let up. So please, please share this podcast if you're new and you're listening and you like what you hear so far but you want to wait till you know you hear the main ideas of of the podcast do that listen to it all the way through process what was said maybe have some ideas you know if you like the podcast please subscribe please share it you know please give us a rating ratings help too you know you know if you didn't even if you didn't like it Feel free to let that hater out and tell me why you didn't like it. Maybe I agree with you. Who knows? But I don't know unless you tell me. And with that being said, I'm going to take a quick time out and get my thoughts together and we'll be right back. One of the things that has kind of been rubbing me the wrong way, especially with my experience, my decades of experience, is living as an African-American in this here country, is the discord about um, flight with pilots. Uh, especially African-American pilots and just the workforce in general. Right. So this is, this is what I'm, this is where I'm going. Follow along. So in case you do not know, there is a talking point where people feel like retracting things like diversity, exclusion, whatever it is, DEI, um, and things like 
affirmative action, like walking these things back to maybe quote unquote adjust it to more friendly criteria or whatever. They feel like now that they are walking things back that people who do not deserve to have certain opportunities will no longer get these opportunities. And those who are more deserving will get these opportunities. Now, in all essence, that sounds very, very fair, right? The the one who deserves it should get it. Whatever it is. Jobs, positioning, whatever, promotions, whatever it may be within the in the in the uh in the workforce, right? That's what you would think. But that's not it's not the the main idea of what's going on here. What's really going on is the idea that DEI and, and affirmative action have made it so where minorities are in these positions where normally you would see white folks in specifically white men and along with ideology like replacement theory which says that at some point white people will become a minority in this country there are things that are being walked back to ensure that one white men are able to provide a lifestyle that they feel like they are being shut out from while also maintaining the populace to not become a minority. So basically, replacement theory has invaded the minds of not only normal people, but those who are in charge of making laws and leg legislation for this country. And by them believing these things, how the thought now is, how can we maintain our populace, our status quo, so we never become a minority? And of course, replacement theory makes it seem like it's happening sooner rather than later. But it's not. It's a scare tactic. And of course, it's chock full of racism. You can look it up. Replacement theory. So now what is happening is abortion rights are being reduced. You know, access to things like female birth control. Those things are being reduced. Why? Well, they'll tell you that they're trying to protect the population from themselves. So basically, women do not know how to control their sexual urges. So the government is going to do it for them. And you're going to, quote unquote, live with the consequences of those decisions. So that's what they tell you. But 
according to the replacement theory that they believe they've got to keep those white babies being born by any means necessary, which is why they refuse to include the exclusions that are so obviously needed if they are going to walk these things back. So now the play for that is to remove white women from the, the positions and eligibility for positions that affirmative action has afforded them. Because if you look it up, who has been the greatest beneficiary beneficiary of affirmative action It's not black folks. It's not black men. It's not black women. It's not your, your Latinos and Latinas It's not Asian people. It is white women. Affirmative action has statistically been proven to have bolstered the number of white women in high in mid management, upper management and all that good stuff. Right. So what does that mean? They may be more career oriented and not, you know, focused on creating a family that is going to take them out of the position that they work so hard to be in. So we walk back affirmative action. So now, you know, is not going to be as successful for anybody, especially white women. But they blame minorities for it. And that's why it was so easy to walk back. And, and of course, this also has to deal with replacement theory, right? So that's part of it. Keep those numbers high. Keep the white men working in those in those mid-management, upper-management leadership positions. And what does that mean? They're able to create that family with the white woman whose job that they just took. So now you go from a high-level executive to potentially a housewife. All because of replacement theory and the things that they're walking back. So now they're trying to walk back DEI from different things. And of course, it res the the effects have resonated across multiple aspects of life, especially in Hollywood, places that are trying to push for more diversity is going to be felt there, too. And again, you know, they're figuring, hey, let's walk this back because, again, you know, the forgotten sons have been crying that they feel like they're not able to live the life that they want to live because people who are less than are taking their opportunities away from them. And one of the things that has been brought up kind of centered towards this is a discord about pilots. There's a conservative talking point that, Hey, if I see a black pilot, I'm automatically fearing for my life because I don't feel like they are as qualified as a white man in flying this plane. And it's infuriating because check this out. Aviation like that, especially being a pilot 
isn't necessarily a realm of career path that African-Americans typically choose anyway. And it's not like you could go to a school and then a quote unquote inferior school to learn how to do this. You have to intermit you have to you have to get into a program which more than likely you're not gonna see a whole bunch of black folks there to begin with. So there's a great chance that you and maybe a sprinkle of other black people are in this program and you're outnumbered at least six to six to one populace wise. They went through the same rigorous training, the same program as that square chinned white man, as they said, I didn't say this. The square chin white man, they went through the same program, the same standards. They took the same testing and they, they met the same criteria. But if you stand them next to each other, they could be they could have graduated. It could be one and two out of their whole class or something like that. And because the pilot was black, they felt like the pilot could not navigate them to safety. And that is infuriating. And it's, and if they were smart, they would know that their undermining was already a rigorous program. So not only are you are you disrespecting the integrity of of what the black folks went through to learn at, uh, to be a pilot, you're also doing it to your own people, you idiots. And that's absolutely crazy to me. Like, what do you think black people can do? Because every time, it seems like every time black folks try to do something, historically, every time black folks try to do something, there's somebody in the way. You know, historically, they tell you, hey, we don't like your kind around here. Go somewhere else. We don't want to see you. Okay, cool. Whatever. We're going to go off over here. We're going to do our own thing. And, you know, while you're doing your own thing and, and, and you're building up and you're prospering, guess who's looking to make sure that you're not doing better than they are? I'll let you answer that. And then what happens when they find out that you are do, you're doing just as well or better than they are? And then what happens? Historically, what happens? I'll let you answer that as well. So it's like, what is a person to do? No, I get it, you know. There's, there isn't an infinite amount of jobs. There isn't an infinite amount of uh, high-paying jobs. You know, everybody can't be an athlete or an entertainer or one of those high-dollar, high-notoriety jobs. Like, it's not happening, right? 
There's only so many opportunities and things for people, right? But the thing is, it seems like one population wants those shortcuts back. They don't want an even playing field. They want the shortcuts. And the shortcuts were, you know, you look at me, you see that I'm not, I'm not black or minority or any other minority. So automatically, I should be the top candidate for your job or your opportunity just because of how I look. I'm a one of you, man. And you got all these black folks in here. I know they don't know how to do their jobs. You know. You try to get a job and you try to do what you need to do for you and yours and stay out the way. It's not good enough. But if you decide, you know, pop a few locks, bust a few windows. You know, shake down a couple of people in their suburban lifestyle and in their in their, their cul de sac and things of that nature, and you're still wrong. You know, so it's, it's very difficult for people to be like, you know, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to make a living for myself? How am I supposed to do all of these things where every time I try to come up, somebody's doing something weird? And it's bringing me down, man. You know, and you, you wonder, you know, why a lot of people don't try. You know, it's, it's the, the air of paranoia, right? That, that I talked about in, in the last episode. It's really strong. You know, you, you go apply for something. A loan, a business loan, you know, you're trying to do your own thing. And you, you get the news back that, hey, you black buddy can't do it. You know, you got all your paperwork in, in line. You got everything that's needed. Nah. You don't have that one thing, that one thing you know, you know, you don't, you're not white, so we, we, sorry, buddy, we can't give you that. Although you really, really have everything that we need, you just can't have it. We're going to deny you in lieu of somebody who makes considerably less and has considerably less than you, but they're white, so it, it evens out. And these, this isn't anything that I'm saying necessarily uh, out of the top of my my mind because these things have been proven to happen over and over again. You know, and for us to be in a quote-unquote post-racist America, there's sure a lot of racist stuff going on still. And, 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 and that's the annoying part about the whole thing. Because, again, pilots, rigorous education and training. You're flying an airplane through the sky, navigating and, and, and doing all the things that it takes to, to get people from point A to point B 
in the safest method possible. And for some odd reason, just because you black, you automatically don't know what you're doing. But if you were to flip that sentiment and say that about those square-jawed white pilots with the comb-overs, then they go on strike and they get everything that they want, right? It's tough. It's really tough. And if they're doing this for, for pilots, just imagine what they're doing for, for jobs, for anything, really. You feel like you should have been district manager at McDonald's. You feel like you put in the work. You feel like you've done everything that you needed to do. And then you get passed up for someone else. And you're not given a real reason why, which also fuels that air paranoia. And you, and you get to figure and say, oh, okay. Once you get to see the makeup of leadership, you're like, oh, okay. I see what's going on here. Because again, traditionally, if you if you look at places and you look at the leadership, you, you look at who's in the field and then you look who who's the leadership, it kind of makes you scratch your head, right? Because you can you can break my back laboring and you know. Suggesting that I, I learn my job the proper way, and uh, and you know, be a leader amongst men. And then once you once you try to take that step forward and and, and get in a different kind of room, is whoa, hold on now. You don't quite fit the makeup of our of our leadership team. And then they leave it at that. Like, what does that mean that I don't meet the makeup of your leadership team? And then you look at the leadership team and what do you see? I'll let you, I'll let you answer that one. It's tough, man. What do they want from us? Because I and and in others, other minorities, anybody who considers themselves a minority and populist deserve the, the, the opportunity to be able to pay bills, to be able to go out to 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 eat or do whatever I want to do with the, the residual income that I have after paying said bills. And I should be able to do it with relative ease. But on the flip side, by me having that opportunity makes the forgotten sons feel like I've taken an opportunity from them. That they feel like they're, they're more qualified for. In which a lot of times they're not even qualified for minimally.
So then you, you cry and you cry and you cry and then people hear you and the right people hear you as a matter of fact. And they, of course, they take what you're saying seriously because they relate to you. Stereotypically, if, if we were to get me and, 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 and Jimmy from from the burbs in the same area and something something wrong happened or something crazy happened taking my side of the story oh no that's not happening because they're going to relay it back to well huh, maybe this person wasn't raised properly in a proper home but that white boy over there, oh yeah, I, I know, I know that he came from a good family, a good background, good this, that, and everything else. And the whole time, the situation may be flipped. Maybe I'm the one who came from the better situation, the model, quote unquote, family, and the other person came from who who knows where. But because they have the same skin color. There's this belief that you were treated the right way and you know the right way to do things. It's, it's odd. It's crazy. It's difficult to, to even put on a podcast to, to explain the logic. And of course, you have to know what's going on because you can't be out here blind and you can't just be out here. You know, accepting everything as it, as it is. Because people will pull the wool over your eyes. Tell you one thing's going on and something else is going on. No. It's crazy. And it's probably something that is never going to change. It may... Look like it's getting better because they let one or two of us in the door. And then, of course, the one or two of us that got in the door. If they're not the ones who are trying to to rabble rouse and, 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 you know, shake the status quo, if they're the ones who tend to take on the talking points of the folks that are trying to put their thumb on us, then it just makes it even harder. And in, 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 in a weird way, it also says, well, hey, if this good one can make it and you claim to be a good one yourself, why won't you? Why don't you pull yourself up by your bootstrap like this fine Negro, uh, uh, this fine person did? You know, because even before you open your mouth, they still see you black. They, they don't care if you got a suit on. They don't care if your your hair is perfectly done. Uh, you, you 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 just the the picture of perfect aesthetics. You still black, and they still finna call you everything under the bus, under the sun. You know, but you know, according to you, you. You've never experienced anything racist in your life. You probably have, but it hurts so much to even admit that it's just one of those things that you 
put deep down into your memory banks and you just don't think about, you know. But it's crazy. It's very crazy. For us to be trying to do the best that we can, you know, flying these planes, leading these teams, being the figureheads of organizations. It's tough to do when people undermine you, not because you don't know what you're doing or because you're human and you're bound to make a mistake, but because you aren't their color or the right color for that said position, then you're automatically seen as less than. You know, they always say that we got to work twice as hard to get half as much. Honestly, we're going to have to work three times as much to get a third at this point where we're going. I just hope that at some point, you know, we're all able to stick together to try to navigate this thing out because the way that they are walking back things that they feel like, quote unquote, is is undermining the, the proper selection criteria for certain positions and jobs and, and everything else. The way that they're walking these things back at this point, it's about to get ugly and it's going to get ugly quick.